Uh, what's poppin', everybody? It's uh, your boy, the Stat Daddy, aka Zach. What's poppin'? We back. But uh, yeah, so today we're gonna be going over uh, my Superflex league uh, leagues drafts. Uh, yeah, like a little draft recap video. Uh, I'm gonna be doing two of these. The first one is gonna be this one where I'm talking about Superflex. Uh, kind of would have been cool to have a couple of the league mates join me, but unfortunately today they weren't able to. So I'm rocking solo dolo on my lonesome. So. We're going to be just hopping right into it. But, uh, but yeah, try to record this episode a couple different times uh, throughout the day. But uh, every single time I tried, it just did not work. Try to record in the living room. The fam wants to watch a movie. Go outside. Got the neighbor's kids on either side playing in the backyard, you know, distracting. You know, I thought the tower gardens would have been a nice little backdrop, but that's it's neither here nor there. So yeah, we're going to be going over two leagues in this video. Hopefully I can uh, just wrap it up pretty quickly. I know I have a tendency to talk, but yeah, so let's just hop right in. Uh, the first, both of them actually, both of them, uh, I was, it was an in-person draft. Uh, one of them, I'm actually the commissioner for the league, but we can get into all of that later. First one we talk about, I, first, I just want to say I apologize that it's uh, an ESPN league. I fucking hate ESPN leagues. It is what it is, though, uh, especially doing draft recaps on it. I probably should have put this league into uh, into a sleeper league, you know, just just to have it kind of on the board, like shown a little little better. But it's he's with the tease. But yeah, so this is actually one of my favorite leagues that I do every year. Uh, last year, we made the decision to do a two quarterback, uh, two quarterback league and all the league mates loved it. So this year, uh, a couple of us convinced everybody we should do a super flex. Um, unfortunately, this league has fucking kickers. I hate kickers. I think kickers are for children. Uh, I think defenses are as well, but it's kind of harder to get people to drop defenses than it is to drop kickers. Uh, I like all the smoke. I want I want skill positions just throughout the lineup. I want 10 skill positions. I want points getting ran up. I want, I want all that. I want all that. You feel me? Shouts out to Will A. Go stream No Good by Will A. Okay, it's a little two for McDoofer, just like how I'm doing in this video. It's a little two for McDoofer. But yeah, go, go check out Will A. Uh, w I L L A Y. Uh, anywhere that music is streamed. Uh, YouTube. Freaking, why am I spacing? Apple Music, iTunes Store, uh, Google, Spotify. Uh, I don't like Spotify. Everyone else loves Spotify, but that's besides the point. We're not talking about my music listening streaming service preference. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about this draft right here. So we're just going to hop right in. Shout out Matt Cain. He's the commissioner of this league. I would have preferred it be a three wide receiver league because I like to do a super flex and then two regular flex spots if we're not doing three wide receiver. But like I said, this league is filled filled with children. They love their kickers for some fucking reason. But uh, yeah, it's all good. We're not going to get too upset about it. Uh, yeah, so I had the fourth overall pick. Uh, wasn't really anticipating having such a such an interesting spot. I haven't been in, like in the oh there's yeah there's a text popping up. I haven't really been in like this position as far as the draft has gone so far. Uh, I was expecting Josh Allen, Allen to go off the board number uh, number one overall. Uh, he's been the best fantasy football player the last two years running as far as points scored. Especially in a super flex. I mean, I'll take them all day, every day. This Bills offense is freaking insane. Uh, so, yeah, I, my plan was to get Christian McCaffrey here or maybe Dalvin Cook. I wasn't expecting uh, Josh Allen to fall. Uh, Justin Herbert went off the board, first pick. Not bad by any means. He's like, a, he's, I think he has the best odds or best chances to win MVP this season, according to the sports books. So, taking him number one overall in a super flex, not, not the craziest thing in the world. Patrick Mahomes, number two, it's not a bad pick either. It did kind of surprise me. Uh, Jonathan Taylor falling to three. Did, I mean, that doesn't really surprise me either. That's why I was going to take McCaffrey or, you know, like a Jay Jetta, somebody like that. But like I said, Josh Allen, best two years in a row, two record-breaking fantasy football seasons for quarterbacks, maybe even for skill position players included. But that's besides the point. I had to take him number four overall. I mean, come on, y'all. This is, this is this is what we do, right? This is what we need to do. So, yeah, I went ahead, picked up Josh Allen. Uh, not upset at it at all. Like I said, 
completely threw my strategy out the window, but I think the best strategy for uh, fantasy football drafts is just not having one, just taking the value that falls to you on the board. So after that, Najee Harris went off the board. Uh, I would, I, I would take Christian McCaffrey over Najee and Derrick Henry since he was there. And then I would have taken Dalvin Cook above these two as well. Uh, But I honestly feel like Najee and Dalvin are equals in this particular sense. Uh, Derrick Henry, I'm not, like I said, I'm not very high on him this season. I know he was crazy good last season, but I just, I could never try. I never trust this guy. I never trust Derrick Henry. I'd rather have the people that are going to catch a couple passes, do stuff like that. But uh, yeah, after that, Austin Eckler fell all the way down to nine. It's not the craziest thing in the world that he did, especially in a super flex, but still kind of weird seeing him go off the board of the ninth pick. Um, but yeah, then here we have Justin Jefferson right here, rounding it up at, at the 10 spot. And then followed by Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs went off the board. I was kind of hoping he'd fall to me uh, with this. I got the seventh pick in the second round, but I'm not too upset at who I did get. But before we move into that, I would have taken Jalen Hurts if he would have made it all the way down here to me. But Cooper Cup in the second round of a super flex, okay, yeah. But almost towards the end, like the end of the second, early third, like, oh, yeah, I'm taking that every day of the week. Am I probably going to regret that this season? I don't know. Uh, I would have taken Stefan Diggs here, like I said, uh, or just Justin Jefferson if he was here because for some reason he tends to fall to this mid-second round during super flex leagues. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not upset at it. I don't mind it at all. Uh, Cooper Cup won the Triple Crown last season. Matthew Stafford's arm is kind of worrisome, a little, a little worrisome. But hey, we can we can go ahead and just see what happens. You know, I'm sure Cooper Cup's still going to get his targets, especially if he's rocking the slot. But uh, but yeah. So starting off the draft with Josh Allen and Cooper Cup, that's that's not too shabby at all, especially for Superflex. Uh, round three. I didn't like a lot of the running backs that are on the board. There's only two that I really, really wanted and who were kind of left over, and that was DeAndre Swift or Saquon Barkley. Unfortunately, DeAndre Swift did not fall to me. I kind of wanted to take him because I have Saquon Barkley in a couple other leagues. I believe it's like two other leagues, and I really like Saquon this season. I think, you know, top five upside for sure, obviously. I started to get back into form last season before that little freak accident happened, but he's looking really good in the preseason. Uh, they were targeting him at like a ridiculous rate, trying to get him out in open space and like, and not just targeting him, but the routes ran, he was running routes. If he wasn't running the ball himself, like out of the backfield, he was running routes, which is really good to see. Uh, I think, you know, giants have an improved offensive line, improved offense. They're still not going to be like a top 10 offense in the league, but you know, Saquon Barkley, we remember his rookie season. I don't know if he's going to necessarily return to that form where he has like 200, or not 200, 2,000 all-purpose yards and, you know, a crazy amount of touchdowns. But, hey, I'll take him as my RB1, especially if I'm getting him in the third round, especially with the upside that he does carry. Uh, Yeah, a lot of people were kind of making fun of me for taking Saquon over Devontae Adams, who went uh, the next pick down. Devontae Adams is still a top three, top five wide receiver in the NFL and for fantasy football. But – I already got Cooper Cup, and I'm not saying that Cooper Cup's going to necessarily do better than Devontae. It's just I feel like Allen Robinson is going to do for Cooper Cup, or how do I put this? I, I feel like Cooper Cup can beat you know the double. Devontae Adams can also beat the double, but there's also Hunter Renfro in the mix uh, out, out here in Vegas uh, with the Raiders. There's also Darren Waller in the mix, you know what I mean? I feel like the, the passing down work in – uh, in LA is going to be more condensed between A-Rob and between uh, Cooper Cup rather than having to spread it out to three guys, possibly four guys. So yeah, that's why you know I prefer Cooper Cup to Devonta Adams if it's like a, a tiebreaker. But yeah, getting Devonta Adams in the third round is isn't too shabby at all. Uh, Kyle Pitts also went off uh, the board in this round. A handful of uh, of uh, quarterbacks. Travis Kelsey in the third. I mean, it's not too surprising to see that. A lot of people are worried about Travis Kelsey. I think he's still going to be just as good as he's been the last couple seasons. Is there going to be some regression without Tyreek Hill uh, spread in the field? Who's to say? Honestly, who's to say? Uh, Travis Kelsey makes plays when it matters most. So 
Mahomes trusts him a lot. He's going to get the rock a lot. Is he going to be as explosive as previous years? I don't think so. But, you know, if he gets out into space, who gets some mismatches with some linebackers, chef kisses. Nothing to scoff at. I will say, though, the – as far as draft season goes, I've, I've been more, I've been a little higher on Mark Andrews, especially since uh, the running back situation in Baltimore is looking pretty dire, like it did last season. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, I want every share of J.K. Dobbins next year. This year, I don't know how to feel about it. Him and Gus Edwards both, I don't know how healthy they're going to be. Everyone's saying that J.K. Dobbins is going to be back for season, uh, for for week one, but I feel like Mike Mike Davis is just going to be really freaking annoying throughout the fantasy season. I feel like you might even steal a lot of the passing down work when there's not even that much passing down work to go around for running backs in Baltimore. So, you know, the person I would like for like out of this offense the most, or the two people I should say would be a Lamar Jackson, who I believe went off in the second round. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. I would have, I don't know. I, I was expecting way more quarterbacks to go in the first round, but you know, Jalen hurts, Lamar Jackson going off, early second great picks Kyler Murray as well but yeah I, I would prefer to have Mark Andrews or Lamar Jackson if I'm gonna be tapping into this Baltimore uh offense as like but you know Rashad Bateman's not necessarily a bad consolation prize either but yeah moving on to the fourth round we had the seventh pick in the fourth round uh I I was really hoping that people weren't paying attention to Mark Andrews as I just said but unfortunately he was uh Keenan Allen went off the board Leonard Fournette, Tyreek Hill both went off the board. Tyreek Hill is another guy that I'm a little higher on as the drafting season has gone on. I say draft season pertaining to the last like two or three weeks when people start actually drafting their teams. But yeah, Tyreek Hill, I'm I'm confident that he's before I was before I was kind of nervous about like him and Tua's connection, but I feel like he's still gonna get fed targets. He's still gonna make plays. He's still in his prime. They just cashed him out. Tyreek Hill should be doing work. And just how Jalen Waddle should, in theory, get open more since Tyreek Hill is going to be, you know, a big focus of most defenses. I feel like it's going to be the same with Jalen Waddle because if people – I feel like early in the season, they're going to really hone in on Tyreek Hill, and that's just going to open up, like, Chase Edmonds for some passing work, and it's going to open up for uh, Jalen Waddle as well. It's really hard to cover those three guys when they're all running routes uh, in different areas of the field. Yes, Tyreek Hill. I'm a little, I'm a little higher on him, especially if you can get him like the fourth round. Uh, I was looking at Aaron Jones in this area too, but he went two picks before me. Uh, I feel like Aaron Jones is just going to get force-fed targets. He's going to be playing out of the slot way more than usual uh, in Green Bay. I feel like him and uh, AJ Dillon are just going to be the one A and one B. You know what I mean? I feel like they're going to get almost equal work. It's just a matter of if it's going to if the game script is going to allow for both of them to eat during the same games, because they're both going to score points. I feel like they're going to finish in very similar situations, but it's a matter of if they're going to have 20 point games, both, or if they're both going to have like 50, like 12 point, you know, you know what I mean? Like I, I like there's going to, I feel like there's going to be somebody who has that big 22, 18 point game. And the other guy is going to get eight to 12 points, which still isn't necessarily bad, but that's why I'd prefer to take AJ Dillon in the later rounds. But yet, like I said, Aaron Jones in the fourth, I would have liked to take him and have all this wide receiver value fall back to me. Uh, between CD Lamb and Mike Evans, that's who like that's what ended up being you know being my situation. I was kind of eyeing Kirk Cousins because I I do think Kirk Cousins has top eight quarterback upside. When I say top eight, I mean quarterback eight or seven if everything does go his way. But as the season's gone on, I feel like. They're going to be using Dalvin Cook a little more than I anticipated in the in the run game. It sounds silly when, whenever I say that, but what I mean by that is during a neutral game script, I don't think they're going to be airing it out as much as like I expected earlier in the offseason. So, you know, Kirk Cousins went before me anyway, so I didn't have to make that decision. So, yeah, I took Mike Evans. Uh, I actually have a lot of shares of Mike Evans this year. I think I might have mentioned it before in a previous video. But uh, I always I have a saying that goes, "Fuck Mike Evans, never trust Mike Evans." And uh, yeah, that that ends this year. Uh, I I still don't. So to, as of today, what is what is today's date? Monday, September fifth. Hold on, I got to sneeze. I'm just fighting it, y'all. I'm just I just been fighting it. 
Oh, goodness me. I just sneezed out all my sins. Jesus. All right. Ugh. Sorry about that, y'all. Yeah, Mike Evans. Uh, as of as of today, September 5th. Sorry, that sneeze just rattled my brain quite a bit. I'm going to sip some coffee in a second. But I liked him a little more in the offseason just because Chris Godwin's status was kind of uh, up in the air. Still is a little up in the air. But as of today, September 5th, as I'm saying for the third time because I can't spit it out. Uh, Chris Godwin shook, uh, shook off his uh, brace practice today. Everyone's saying he's looking really good. The injury that he did suffer uh, last season st- still has me a little nervous, but I feel like by by the second half of the season, Chris Godwin's going to be back to uh, producing wide receiver one value, regardless of if Mike Evans is or isn't doing the same. But, yeah, I took Mike Evans. He's going to get the touchdowns. He's going to get at least 1,000 yards. He's going to catch at least 80 balls. So taking him in the fourth round as my uh, my wide receiver, too, I'm not too mad at that. I have a couple leagues where he is my wide receiver one, and I should be a little more concerned. But I did take him over CeeDee Lamb. I feel like maybe I should have – like I made a mistake there. I feel like in every draft I had one blunder, and this could potentially be it. I mean, CeeDee Lamb's going to get all the targets. I don't like the Cowboys. I'm not the biggest fan of Dak Prescott, but CeeDee Lamb is a baller. It's just a matter of if he can handle that alpha role, and I'm sure he can. So maybe this will come back to bite me in the butt, but he did go a couple picks after me. Round five. Round five is – one that I'm actually very excited about. I had to make a decision. I was like, am I going to really pull the trigger on uh, Michael Pittman now? Or like AJ Brown? Two un- two more wide receivers I really, really, really love. But just how the board was shaken out, everybody was talking about running backs. Uh, and j- just knowing people's tendencies when you draft with them really, really helps. I knew that I needed I needed a strong like running back uh, running back one potentially just in case Saquon Barkley doesn't pan out because there still is a little I'm not very nervous about him but so many experts are still nervous about him which like I can understand why especially still like he's still on the Giants no matter how improved they are the picking a Giants player still is kind of shaky but I feel like Javante Williams has top five running back upside this season and I much rather have taken that than uh, even though Michael Pittman or A.J. Brown potentially could return a wide receiver one value. Well, let me, re- let me rephrase that. I think Michael Pittman will return wide receiver one value, and I was nervous about, you know, taking A.J. Brown as, you know, over even a Michael Pittman still being there. So if I'm not taking Michael Pittman, I, I'm, pr- I'm not going to take A.J. Brown, uh, especially if I don't have that Jalen Hurts stack early on, which, you know, maybe, like maybe I would have taken if, Josh Allen wasn't on the board, but, you know, that's all hearsay. Uh, that's probably not the correct term, but whatever. We're, we're rocking with it. But yeah, Javante Williams, I feel like that's a steal in the fifth round. After being a little upset about my uh, about maybe not taking C.D. Lamb, taking Javante Williams in the fifth, I'm so happy he fell to me. Uh, I don't know what the fuck Mark was doing. He took Michael Thomas over a Javante Williams, over a Michael Pittman, over an A.J. Brown. And, hey, Michael Thomas could – have a huge resurgence. He's had two years off essentially for the same high ankle sprain and knee injury. Uh, but I would have liked to take the safety of a Michael Pittman or AJ Brown instead of him. If I was going wide receiver, like I just had been talking about uh, Jalen Waddle, I'm a little concerned. I feel like he's going to get like, he's going to get the catches, but I just don't know if the yardage is necessarily going to be there. Yes. Tyree kill is going to take away from uh, take of the def- defensive pressure off of him, but I still, I, I Jalen Waddle's a dog, but I just don't know if he's going to necessarily return the value that like a, an AJ Brown would, or Michael Pittman would, or Javante Williams would in this in this like you know little little area of the board. So yeah, moving on to round six, I was really 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 hoping Travis Etienne fell to me. Unfortunately, he went the pick directly before me. Uh, I haven't been able to get Etienne at a good price uh, the last couple drafts that I've been doing. I don't think I even have him in a draft at all. He was going to be one of my main targets in uh, Chaz's league. Chaz commissioned a big bet sports uh, league. And unfortunately, uh, got two hours of sleep the night before. Went to bed at like 5 a.m., got up at 7 so I could do the draft at 8. 7.50 comes around. I end up slumping over my laptop at the kitchen table. You know, keyboard on my face. I got the ASDFG all across it. 
woke up at 9 a.m. for the last two picks of the draft, auto-drafted. My team is still, honestly, in my opinion, top two in that league, even though it was auto-drafted, which, of course, the computer is going to just get you all the value in the world. But, yeah, that that's the league I was tra- I was going to try to uh, target Travis Etienne and T-Lion. But regardless, I took Matt Ryan as my QB, too. Quarterbacks were looking ugly at this point. At this point in the like round six, I was like, yo, everyone's taking quarterbacks. They're not really considering the other positional values around them. I'm just going to, against my better judgment possibly, just rip Matt Ryan off the board. Maybe I could have waited a little longer for like a Kirk Cousins or something like that. Or did Kirk Cousins go previous rounds? Oh, no, he did. He went in round four. I'm, I'm silly. Yeah, he went right before me. I forgot because I was thinking about Kirk Cousins. I just can't remember whenever uh, whenever he got taken. Yeah, so Kirk Cousins is already off the board. And that was I was between him, Matt Ryan, for my QB twos. So went ahead, like I said, pulled the trigger on Matt Ryan. Uh, I'm not upset about it. I think that he's going to do really well uh, feeding Michael Pittman. Hopefully he doesn't just start tossing a shit ton of picks, but we'll see what happens. Round seven of the draft, this is where I got really sad. I was hoping Mike Williams would drop to me. I was hoping people really didn't value him as highly as they should have. But, of course, they did. So they went ahead and took him uh, a couple picks before me. Shout out to, to Big Warren. What's his, what's his full name? Just Big Warren? Fire. I, I don't remember whose team's whose. I, can, I remember a couple. Deuces is Chaz. Ah, God. Taking Josh Jacobs over Damian Pierce. Ugly. Chaz, awful pick. Sorry, my guy. Awful pick. Just considering, but I ended up taking AJ Dillon. Yes, Damian Pierce is the running back one in that Houston offense, but I know AJ Dillon's going to get the work in Green Bay. They already came out multiple times this season, said they're going to put their best players on the field, and that means running two running backs at once for show. Give give me give me all the shares of AJ Dillon I can, especially after the sixth round. You feel me, like. If I have to take him in the fifth round, beginning of the fifth round, I will. Not beginning, but the end of the fifth round, I will. I don't think he's necessarily a bad value in the fifth. But, yeah, sixth, seventh, eighth round, if A.J. Dillon's there, I'm taking him every day of the week. So I I ended up uh, locking up my running back three, A.J. Dillon, in the seventh round. Really like that pick. A lot of people were questioning why I took him over Brees Hall. Like I said, Brees Hall is going to be in a committee. People are really underestimating uh, Michael Carter this year. I feel like Michael Carter may not necessarily hold on to the job. It's a 50-50 shot. He holds on to the running back one job for this season. For this season. Brees Hall next year, I'm sure he's going to be the the running back one. But, you know, Michael Carter gets the job done. He's either going to be the lead up until their bye week or, you know, potentially the entire season. So I'll, I'll I'll take, you know, Michael Carter rounds later rather than pulling the trick on Brees Hall. And, of course, Michael Carter is obviously on the board if um, Brees Hall was still here. So, yeah, I took A.J. Dillon. Uh, I'm not mad at it at all. Like I said, it'll probably be my flex play, like my regular flex. And I think at this point I have all my skill position players locked up. Uh, have, I have to make – I think – do I? No, I don't. Yeah, so, yeah, that, 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 that goes for, like, all my starters. So, if we're looking at my starters, my starters are Josh Allen at quarterback, Cooper Cup, and Mike Evans for my wide receiver one and two. Saquon Barkley, Javante Williams for my running back one and two. Not too bad at all, if I do say so myself. Um, took Matt Ryan for my uh, super flex for my quarterback two. And then I also took A.J. Dillon, as I said, so he'll probably be in my flex spot. But if he's not in my flex, I'm sure a couple of these players down here will be. Rashad Bateman got him in the seventh round. Like I said, I think the Baltimore uh, Ravens are going to be throwing the rock way more than people anticipate, especially since uh, J.K. Dobbins is not going to be 100% this season. I feel like too many running backs are getting rushed back quickly, too quickly from their uh, from their injuries. Yes, modern medicine has come a long way. A lot of these injuries players, they, like players, like if they would have sustained them 10, maybe even five years ago, they'd be out of the league. But with that being said, they still need a good amount of time to heal. So, I, like I said, I'm taking all the shares of J.K. Dobbins next year. He was still on the board whenever I came up to draft. But, yeah, I ended up taking Rashad Bateman. I feel like that's, that's a great, great pick in the eighth round. Ninth round, I wanted to go for some upside, keep, uh, keep my boy Ramondre Stevenson on the bench. Too many drafts. I'm seeing Ramondre and Damian Pierce going in the fifth round, fourth round. Yes, fourth round for Damian Pierce, fifth, sixth round for Ramondre. I'm not mad at it. 
necessarily. It's just that there's there, there's too many already safe locked up position like people at the same positions in that area. I get that people want to kind of avoid the running back dead zone, but which there is a dead zone. I know a lot of I just threw up quotes and a lot of people don't think there really is, but yeah, Ramondre get taken him in the ninth. I'm more than happy with that. And with that being said, since I got Ramondre in the ninth, George Pickens went way too early, in my opinion. I feel like George Pickens should be at least a double-digit, uh, double-digit round player. Like I said, like taking him over like an Allen Robinson, that's pretty fucking nuts. So I was hoping Allen Robinson would fall because do, and during live drafts, a lot of people will start to not pay attention or they're too focused on who they think they're going to get rather than the players at the position that are there. And I had the luxury of not bringing one of those stupid little draft sheets, so I got to I got to kind of just free flow, look at the board, and you know I know fantasy football players pretty well, especially since I have a podcast that pertains to football and such. Uh, we still we're doing basketball soon. We're doing a lot more basketball coverage soon. Got a lot to talk about. That's besides the point. But yeah, it's hoping Al Robinson would fall to me. Him in the ninth round is is freaking insane, especially with the names like Christian Kirk, George Pickens. Uh, I, I, Alan Lazard, Brandon Ayuk going before him. So, yeah, I was hoping he'd fall to me. People would still be kind of ignorant to the fact that he was still there. And then Gabe Davis as well, taking him in the 10th round, I feel like would have been a steal. But I really needed to lock up tight end. And my favorite tight end, uh, if I don't get one of the top two, three, four guys to wait for, is a Dallas Goddard. So Dallas Goddard in the 10th round, stealing. I literally just finessed all these fellas who are still looking to get their tight end. I'm sure there's other tight Yeah, like somebody took Robert Tunyon before him. Uh, George Kittle, I'm, you know, you, people are going to have to take him. That's one of those ones where people feel the need to take him if he's still on the board in a later round, even if, you know, even if he hasn't, like, shown the production that he once did. I understand that him, Ayuk, and Debo are all top 15 in uh, rack yards. Like, uh, no, what is it? Yeah, yak. Sorry, yak yardage, which is uh, yards after the catch. But yeah, taking Dallas Goddard, I feel like he's just going to be a target monster. They have AJ Brown, who's going to stretch the field. They got Devonta Smith, who usually stretches the field as well. So as far as like the the short passes and the intermediate passes, I feel like da- Dallas Goddard's going to get a ton of targets. And I'm perfect. Like you guys have been hearing me talk about it all off season, but I'm predicting that uh, Jalen Hurts does take a step forward. And and according. To, to all reports out of camp and joint practices with other teams, Jalen Hurts is that fucking guy. He's that guy, pal. He's that guy. You know, he's improved his uh, he's improved his arm strength. He's improved his accuracy. Just him as a thrower is really like really taking a step forward. And on top of that, we already know that he has rushing upside and he's gonna be a monster on the goal line. So if he's not running the ball in himself on the goal line, he's gonna either be throwing it to Brown or Goddard, in my opinion. So I love that. I love that for myself. Yeah, me taking Dallas Goddard kind of triggered a couple of people to start taking some other uh, tight ends. Zach Ertz is another tight end that I've been uh, targeting late in drafts. I feel like he's a little riskier now because he's dealing with an injury going into the season, and you never want to draft players that are injured going into the season. But I still like he still uh, I still feel like he could return some sort of like like value uh, if you take him in the later rounds and slot him in for the first six weeks when DeAndre Hopkins isn't playing. But yeah, Gerald Everett is a great sleeper pick. But in a league like this, where I believe was a 17 rounds, I think there were 17 rounds. I feel like you could have waited a couple more rounds to take him. And especially over a guy like TJ Hawkinson, like if you're if you're if you're getting TJ Hawkinson in the 12th, like and you waited on on tight end, that's almost like a best case scenario type of situation. But anyways, I'm going on a little too long about all these all these players. Uh, I took Elijah Moore in the 11th round. Everybody was slandering the Jets at this draft, and rightfully so. Fuck the Jets, you know. I'm a Finns fan. We're not much. We haven't done much more than the Jets have in the last couple of seasons. But still, Elijah Moore was a monster down in the second half of the stretch last season. I feel like he's he's kind of like a, a like a discount Amon Ross St. Brown as far as talent and production will go this season. So getting him here in the eleventh round, I chef kiss, kisses. Love it. Love it. Love it. Delicioso, mm, you know what I mean? Like, he, I think he had, I think he was like the wide receiver. I don't want to, I don't want to put a number on it. I do know he averaged like 16 and a half fantasy uh, points. I can't remember if it was PPR or half PPR over the stretch of the last, uh, 
last like seven games of the season uh, last season. But yeah, Elijah Moore, I expect him still to be the wide receiver one in the Jets offense, no matter who's throwing the rock. He's talented enough where he can kind of shake free and do what he has to. You know what I mean? Round 12. Round 12. I made a huge mistake last season, and that was not taking a QB3, not taking a backup quarterback just to throw on my bench uh, for the for the entirety of the season. So I felt, you know what, I'm going to have to lock somebody up. And I really, really, really was looking at, was it Mac Jones and who was the other guy that was still here? Uh, hold on, sorry. I know I'm skipping ahead just a wee bit. There's another quarterback that was still here where I'm like, do I take him? I don't know if I should take him. Marcus Marietta. Was it was it was it Jared Goff? Was I that desperate to maybe? Ah, fuck. Who cares? But yeah, Mac Jones. I feel like he was the best quarterback still on the board. Uh, did somebody get drafted in front of him that I was looking at? Nah, yeah. Mitch Trubisky. I'm never trusting Mitch. He could throw for four thousand yards, rush for a thousand, and get thirty touchdowns, two picks this season, and I'm still not trusting that man. Fuck Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, fuck Baker Mayfield while we're at it. I just can't trust those guys. I feel like they just get in their own way at some point every time. So, yeah, getting back. Oh, that's who it was. It was T-Law. Sorry. It was T-Law. I was looking at T-Law, but he went right before Mac Jones. So, yeah, of course I took Mac Jones. He was still there, so whatever. But, yeah, that's that's who I was looking for. I can't believe I just missed that. But, yeah, so I was I was between Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones, but uh, Cam, I believe that's whose team this is, the Les Ride team. He made it very easy for me to decide on Mac Jones. Coming down in these later later rounds, I'll just shoot for upside. Kadarius Tony, I don't expect him to do much this season, especially with how injured he's been getting, uh, or has been even coming into the season. Like I said, he probably shouldn't draft injured players coming into the season. That's why I was kind of targeting Tyler Boyd, but of course he was taken right before me. So yeah, I ended up taking Tony. Not mad at it, I guess. Not mad at it. Next, Naheem Hines. I was looking at Pacheco, but I was like, you know what? I already have him in a couple leagues as a sleeper, so why not go for Naheem Hines? He's not usually here. Uh, and Pacheco getting taken in front of him was a little little, little weird. Uh, I was going to try to target Kenneth Walker, especially in the 14th round. He fell a lot. Uh, yeah, so I'm a big proponent of uh, Rashad Penny of the season. But if we look at history, history show that Rashad Penny tends to get injured pretty frequently. He's going to have like a hangnail in week three and that end up being out for the rest of the fucking season. You know what I mean? So taking Kenneth Walker, who hot take, hot take. This is a hot prediction. I don't, I, I'm pretty sure it won't pan out this way, but I could see Kenneth Walker being a first, even uh, a second round pick next season, possibly even a first round pick if he does end up getting fed 23 touches a game before Rashad Penny goes out. Uh, they've already shown that Travis Homer is not that guy. He scored touchdowns in every single way except rushing in his career with the Seahawks. So, yeah, I like I like me some Kenneth Walker in the double digits post-13th round especially. Oh, yeah, give me that all day. But, unfortunately, got taken right before me. Cam once again sniped me. Cam had an amazing draft. Honestly, I think Cam has the best team in the league, which is crazy because in recent years he's been kind of a homer and just goes, goes with Broncos players, and it – you know, doesn't necessarily work out for him all the time, but you know, sometimes it does. Uh, but yeah, so him him taking Kenneth Walker kind of grinded my gears. But like I said, took Naheem Hines. Last couple of picks, I was just tired and had to get to a new draft, so I was like, all right, cool. Took up the Saints defense. Uh, this is what I'm talking about, where like the value of players, like during a a live draft, like getting Melvin Gordon in the 15th round. If anything were to happen to Javante Williams, and I was paying better attention like i said i didn't have one of those sheets and i thought it really benefited me up until this point as well getting melvin gordon in the 15th round if javante williams gets hurt melvin gordon's going to be an rb2 for sure so good on Chaz. that's a, that's a great great pick but yeah i ended up taking the state's defense i ended up taking daniel carlson over here for kickers fuck kickers but whatever and in the 17th round 17th round I'll plan on taking like a Michael Carter who's usually gone way before here, but Darrell Henderson was still sitting there. And if I'm very anti Cam Akers being like an absolute RB one this season, especially being in a committee, I might as well take the other guy in the committee. I know they're both injury prone. Uh, Darrell Henderson probably going to get some sort of soft tissue injury throughout the season or whatever, but 
I still feel like he's going to return decent value for the bye weeks. Just as like a little fill in. So getting him in the 17th, I was pretty happy about it. But yeah, we'll go ahead and just take a look at my team real quick. This is how it turned out. Josh Allen, Saquon Barkley, Javante Williams, Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, Dallas Goddard, uh, AJ Dillon, Matt Ryan, Saints defense, Daniel Carlson. My bench is fucking loaded, by the way. Uh, everyone else's bench is kind of ugly compared to mine, uh, minus uh, minus Cam's. But, yeah, Rashad Bateman, Ramondre Stevenson, Elijah Moore, Mac Jones from my QB3, and then, you know, high upside if somebody were to get hurt or if somebody do, if, if he himself does not get hurt, Kadarius Toney. Yeah, I, I love this team. I love this team a lot. So I'm pretty excited about it. Pretty, pretty, yeah. I have, I have no no reason not to be. But uh, but yeah, this is I guess their their version of ranks for like whatever. I think I don't know. I'm pretty sure this is this is running back ranks rather than flex ranks. But I'll go ahead and take a take a gander at it real quick. Yeah. I was thinking about starting Ramondre over AJ Dillon, but I'll cross that bridge when I get there. I kind of want to see the Patriots, how their offense looks week one before I start going all, all in with them, even though I do have two of their players. But, uh, but yeah, so this was, this was my, uh, my, my first super flex, not the first one I drafted, but this is like my, my regular super flex league that I'm usually a part of. And now I'm going to go ahead and, uh, go ahead and stop sharing that little puppy right her. And we're going to take a quick, how long have we been going for? Should I do my work leak? Fuck it. I'll just show you work leak. So if you if, if you pay attention to fantasy football as early as like July, even early August, then obviously you are somewhat invested and you, you're, you're here to win all that sort of jack, all that good stuff. You know, there's a lot of people that don't pay attention, honestly, and they just do it just like strictly for fun, no matter how much the buying costs, all that stuff. Uh, so I'm going to show you my work league real quick. My team is absolutely stacked. You're in majority of leagues where there are people who have played fantasy football before and or just actually do research or care. Uh, your your leagues are not going to turn out like this one, at least in my opinion. I really love my team, and you'll see exactly why. But uh, I, had, I had a couple of blunders. I'm not even going to lie. I had a couple of blunders. I didn't realize uh, a particular somebody, a.k.a. Quadzilla, a.k.a. AJ Dillon was still on the board late because I was the commissioner. I didn't – I. I planned for 10 people to be in my work league and 12 ended up showing up with, with money in hand. So I was like, you know what, why not? Let's do a 12 person league. Let's do it. And yeah, I wasn't marking anything down. I was strictly going off of who I was looking to see, like who I saw on stickers or who I thought would still, you know, was still there. Uh, I was announcing every single pick and I was manning a timer. I had a 60 second timer to ensure that the draft went by quickly. Cause it was at like a start at 11 PM on a work night. It was like a Tuesday. Everybody was tired from work. Um, and a lot of people have stuff to do in the morning, so we wanted just to fly through it, but very quickly, we will go ahead and take a gander. And my, actually my favorite part about this league isn't even the fact that, uh, isn't even necessarily the fact that, uh, it, my team turned out amazing. Cause you know, if you draft the, if you draft a team, you have a chance, but it's more the fact that I convinced everybody to get on sleeper. So I had oh surprisingly I had the fourth overall pick in this one I forgot about that so yeah I had the fourth overall pick I wanted to take one of two quarterbacks first off I was looking at Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson but you know Christian McCaffrey is there at the at the 104 this is gonna sound nutty but I have jo I have Jonathan Taylor in two other leagues already up until this point I hadn't drafted Christian McCaffrey yet in a league so I was like you know what hail Mary. Let's go ahead and go for Christian McCaffrey. So now I have Christian McCaffrey in two leagues or three leagues, and I have Jonathan Taylor in two or three leagues. I have eight leagues total this season. We're not going to be going over all of them uh, on on stream. Maybe I'll do a recaps throughout the season to talk about them. But, yeah, I already ha I have three leagues of Christian McCaffrey. I have three leagues of Jonathan Taylor, two or three leagues of Jonathan Taylor. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take McCaffrey because at this point I didn't really have him. So yeah, that's took McCaffrey. Uh, I think Jonathan Taylor fell all the way at the 10 spot, which is really nutty. I mean, go ahead and get your guys, but yeah, you can there's a lot of people that you know may not may not have uh 
studied or honestly you're just there for fun there for the drinks because they're you know everybody else is drinking during the draft i am of course sober nowadays but uh but yeah so i'm taking christian mccaffrey at the four spot uh prescott herbert murray all uh rogers all went uh in the first round i was expecting jalen hurts to go here instead of rogers but terry ended up turning it around and grabbing him anyway uh cooper cup went which you know, I expected Cooper Cup to go. I expected Austin Eckler to go in this range as well. Sorry, I'm getting the worst cotton mouth. I was hoping that Dalvin Cook would follow me at this point in the draft until I realized Justin Jefferson was still on the board. Justin Jefferson was still on the board. So I was like, you know what? Obviously, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him if he falls for me. And, of course, he did. Uh I really thought uh, Scooby91 right here, uh, my manager Greg, was going to go ahead and pull the trigger on Jay Jetta. But he took Diggs instead, which hey, Diggs has just as good of a chance as Justin Jefferson to finish as the wide receiver one overall, especially being in that Buffalo offense. So, you know, more power to him. But, yeah, I took Justin Jefferson, who's my second to third player off the board, in my opinion, or should be. But a lot of people – discredit wide receivers still even though it's more of a passing league nowadays than it's ever been so yeah i took justin jefferson mike evans went before jamar chase was which was pretty fucking shocking but hey you know get your guys i guess uh Devonta adams at the two spot and at the three spot mixon followed by stafford and then metcalf i think metcalf was a very poor pick but to be fair uh this gentleman that was drafting right before me in the three spot it was his first time ever doing fantasy football, and honestly, considering that, I think I think he did pretty decent for his first time, especially for it being a super flex. If you go ahead and take a – didn't mean to do that. If you go ahead and take a little little bit of a gander at his team, I necess- I don't necessarily like the people that he took in a lot of places, but then at the same time, like, he got a lot of, a lot of value down here, a lot of value down here. So, kind of made up for it. But um, how do I – how do I deselect this shit now? Gosh darn it. Fuck. I'm such a boomer when it comes to this shit, y'all. Such a fucking... There we go. But yeah, I'm just going to rush through this real quick. I ended up getting Saquon in the third. Like I said, a lot of people discrediting him. I thought I'd be able to get DeAndre Swift in my other Superflex League. And like we talked about, I didn't. So I ended up taking Saquon. So yeah, maybe I would have taken Swift there instead. He's made, might be a safer RB1 pick, but I'm going for the upside, baby, especially when I already have McCaffrey and Justin Jefferson. Uh, if McCaffrey gets hurt, hopefully Saquon doesn't. If they both get hurt, fuck me, you know. But, yeah, I was sure that I could get running back depth in the later rounds, especially with some of the people that uh, maybe aren't on everybody's board or are, like, going to be breakouts this year. But, yeah, how the board ended up shaking out, I needed to take my uh, my quarterback one. Anytime I wanted to take a quarterback, they would end up getting drafted a little ways before me. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just wait on it. So yeah, I ended up taking Kirk Cousins at the four spot or my, with my four pick, I should, fourth pick, I should say. Coming on down here, I ended up getting my boy, Michael Pittman, Pity City. So yeah, I took him. I felt like Higgins was going to fall to me, but unfortunately he didn't. So I ended up scooping up Jalen Waddle in this range. Uh, I really wanted Cortland Sutton too, but you know, it is what it is at this point. I thought St. Brown would be able to come back to me as well, but unfortunately he didn't. Uh, a lot of people took double quarterbacks before I even had the chance to take two quarterbacks. I was I and Jameis Winston, but I ended up going with Fields. Uh, Matt Ryan went a little ways before. I was going to take him at this with my sixth pick, but since I, since I didn't get him, I wanted that stack. Uh, yeah, I ended up taking Waddle. I really wanted that double stack, though, with uh, Matt Ryan. Kirk Cousins. I felt like that would have been pretty sick, but you know, we'll survive somehow. I'm sure. But yeah, coming on down, I ended up taking Fields, ended up taking Goddard, who's my my boy for show. Uh, Minder Stevenson going win in the eighth round, and uh, whenever we did do this draft, I thought that was still a little early, but I wasn't mad at it because you know, go and get your guys. I think he has top three running back upside if everything shakes out how it could. But yeah, since then, the reports out of camp is that it's just awful, awful, awful having Joe Judge and Matt Patricia be a play caller for you. And I, I really don't doubt it. But yeah, we're going to go ahead and, yep, sorry, I didn't mean to click Goddard. 
just going to fly through this. Chase Edmonds in the ninth round I thought was a great pick up until I realized I'm, I blundered. You guys know chess terms. I blundered. So there was somebody else on the board still. And like I said, it was Quadzilla, A.J. DeLong. I fucked up. I much, uh, much rather would have had A.J. Dillon just because, you know, when I get in the later rounds, I kind of want something that's a little more shored up. But, yeah, I ended up taking uh, Chase Edmonds instead, which still isn't a bad pick. This is one of my two exposures to him this year, so whatever. It's cool. I have A.J. Dillon in a couple other leagues, so it is what it is. Elijah Moore in the 10th round. Like I think Elijah Moore is my most like is a player I'm most exposed to this year. I think I, I have him in damn near every single league. I think I actually might have him in every single league. We're just gonna go ahead and uh, check it out real quick, just for the shits and gigs. Damn, I got a piece so bad. So yeah, I gotta wrap this up too. Fuck. But yeah, we're gonna go ahead and uh, can I just go on Fantasy Pros on my computer real quick? Uh, NFL, my teams. So let's see. I have I have Elijah Moore in one league. Oh shit! How do I? So yeah, one. So far, one league, two leagues. Uh, sorry. Three leagues. Oh my God! If anything happens to Elijah Moore, I may be a screwed. Either that, or just people are really disrespecting Elijah Moore this season, which is very likely. Um, four leagues. That's now four leagues. Uh, let's see. Blue Ribbon League, I took him, so that's five. Oop! Just cracked my phone screen, probably. Oh no! The back is always the thing to go for me. Let's see. So, so far in five different leagues, I have Elijah Moore. I think the only league I don't have him is the league that I auto-drafted in. Uh, can I hear six leagues? Six leagues. Uh, that's, that's actually fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, six out of my eight leagues, I have, I have Elijah Moore. Uh, and that's just because, you know, Coming into these later rounds, everyone's really disrespecting my boy. Really disrespecting my boy. I love the talent a lot. So, yeah, taking Elijah Moore and guess damn near all my leagues, 75% of them. I'm not mad at it, obviously. I'm the one who fucking drafted him. But if he's going in like the 10th round, 11th round, even the 9th round, 8th round, 7th round for sharper leagues, like I'm, I'm taking him. I'm taking over. I'm taking him over Christian Kirk for sure. I'm taking him over, fuck, I don't know. Pick, pick, pick a fucking name. I'm taking him over Tyler Lockett for sure. I'm taking him over shit. A, a lot of people. I think him and Rashad Bateman have similar, similar upsides, similar ceilings, which I could be completely wrong about at the, like after this podcast. You know what I mean? If anything, if everything shakes out, he could be on par with or have even a better season than Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, I know I, I probably shouldn't say that, but still. But yeah, I have I have lots of exposure to uh, Elijah Moore this season. I have I have him in six out of my eight leagues. One of my other leagues did get disbanded, uh, so that's I guess. Fuck, man. Yeah, I, did I have him in that one too? I think I had Elijah Moore in that league as well. That's crazy. But yeah, Elijah Moore, brother, I'm really counting on you this season. Uh, shit, I just realized that. I'm not mad at it, but yeah, just going down the rest of the board. Uh, I took Dav- Davis Mills as my uh, my quarterback three. Um, Darrell Henderson, I have a lot of exposure to Darrell Henderson and Khalil Herbert this season as well. If I always talk about how I don't like Cam Akers, if I always talk about how I don't like David Montgomery, I feel like I should be taking their backups then because they either have the chance to shine whenever they get hurt, if they do get hurt, or just outright take the job from them. So like those guys a lot. George Pickens is my second to last pick. Hell yeah. I like him way down here more than taking him in the eighth or ninth round like a lot of people have been doing. And, uh, yeah, the Chargers were my defense, last pick, whatever. I think I already switched that shit out. Uh, I can't remember who they're playing week one. But, yeah, so this was this was the results of my uh, my fantasy foosball drafts that, ha- that were all super flex. Go ahead and uh, just show you my team real quick, I guess. Um, 
shit. How do I how do I just like strictly look at my team? Is this cool? So yeah, I got Kirk Cousins to sack up with uh, Jay Jetta, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Jalen Waddle, Dallas Goddard, Michael Pittman, Chase Edmonds, Justin Fields, Davis Mills, or Davis Mills, whatever. I don't know if I should put Elijah Moore in in front of Christian uh, uh, Chase Edmonds. I feel like I. There's a couple leagues where I don't mind having more on my bench since I do have so much exposure to them. So, you know, kind of diversify the revenue to start off the season to make sure, you know, make sure people uh, people are crawling, you know, they're walking before they run. Justin Fields, kind of a shaky uh, quarterback too. I, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest fan of Fields this season. He had one preseason game where he looked really ma- amazing, but it's still the Bears. It's still the Bears. But, yeah, you know. Stacking him with Khalil Herbert if Khalil Herbert breaks out. But, yeah. So, uh, I think that's it for uh, my super flex draft recaps, everybody. I'll go ahead and uh, stop sharing my shit. But, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if, if you really did enjoy it, go ahead and leave a like, comment, subscribe, all that YouTube garbage. Uh, if you're listening on this uh, to this on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google fucking whatever the hell it's called uh i really appreciate you i'm trying to keep into keep in mind that hey like a lot of people might not be seeing the draft board so that's why i do talk so much a lot of the time too like i talk anyways but you know that's why i go over in depth for my first one especially like my, my work league whatever you know what i mean it's a work league your team should be overpowered if you know what you're doing but yeah my other league is a little sharper than most uh so yeah, that's why I kind of took my time explaining some of the picks around my picks. Once you get in the later rounds, though, you're going to take your guys. You just need, you need to go out there and get them. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I appreciate everybody who's been watching, who's been rocking with me for the last month. Uh, I'm going to try to keep the consistency up as much as I can. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, also, before I go, I knew there's something else I need to talk about. Be on the lookout on Wednesday. I'm not too sure if it's going to be on the Stat Daddy YouTube or if it's going to be on the um, – Big Bet Sports Podcast uh, YouTube channel, but I I truly 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 love basketball way more than football. You know, it's been football season. It's about to be football season. Uh, it's fantasy football draft season. So I've been putting out a lot of football content, but I will be covering a shit ton of basketball, a ton of basketball, including giving out some of my picks. Uh, Career wise, I have like a seventy six percent win rate. When it comes to basketball, which I know is not fathomable, that is over the sample size of three years at this point. Three years. So I will be giving my thoughts on it. I'm very good at picking individual games on like an individual basis. Uh, you know, I, I do have like my own little, my own little, you know, my my algorithms and shit that I, that you know that I put into it. I watch damn near every single game. You heard me right. Every single game from start to garbage time. And even sometimes in garbage time, it's fun to check out what, uh, what teams are, what rotations teams are putting out and who they're trying to get uh, get exposure to the game. But regardless, I appreciate you all for uh, checking in. And, yeah, catch me on Wednesday talking about some basketball. I believe I'm going to be talking with Chaz about the Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland trade. Uh, I know a lot of people have already been covering it. A lot of people have been talking about how if they are or aren't contenders, but we'll just have to uh, wait and see our thoughts on the matter. But yeah, uh, that's it for me today, and peace out. Have a good one, y'all.